look it up before I'm still gonna cut off everything until I actually <laughs> have the number to read out um, okay <clears throat> all right it is reality issues episode 68 Oh, this is actually uh, our, our season six, episode five recording. Five uh, A. Five A. Yeah, thank you, Kathy. Hello, <laughs> hello, hello, Kathy. I am Brian. This is Kathy. How, how are you? Kathy? Hello, Brian. I am Kathy. Hi, 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 Kathy. Wait, hold on. I'm me. Hello, Kathy. This, You're you. Wait, no. Hold on. Yes. Hello, hello, Brian. Wait, I'm on first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, classic. Uh, Ab- uh, <laughs> Kathy and I will be performing bit. classic Al- Abbott and Costello bits, um, baseball themed as well, uh, at, at your local uh, performance theater. 
Um, <laughs> let me let me let me start us off. Um, first, let me ask, how are you, Kathy? Are you, how are you doing? Oh, today? I'm doing fantastic. It's a beautiful Friday afternoon. Thank you. Uh, For sharing. It's just lovely. It's been kind of raining off and on here, mm-hmm. so that's nice. And it's like we went from like a hundred degree days to now like sweater weather. Oh wow. That's exciting. Right after Labor Day. Very exciting. Yeah, I'm into that. Um, here, it's still very humid and, and moist. Um, moist is actually the word to describe rather than humid, just because it's so... I mean, you actually can touch your forehead soon, like kind of as soon as you walk outside. Oh, it's just like sticking to you. No. It's bad. <laughs> it's real bad. It also means that when it's like 91, it's actually like 104 outside because it's so gross. Um, that's that's wet bulb and dry bulb. Once again, we have... Mm. Cover that extensively in the program. Oof. Oh, uh, so I have a couple headlines here that I think kind of go <gasps> together. These are from the local paper. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think they're kind of funny in their own way. Um, I love funny. You well, know me. here's number oh, one. Oh, I here's can't you. wait to tell you a funny story. Okay. And this is just a, a, an unusual catch, the story here. It's on the front page right next to the other story that I'm going to... Uh, to uh, read off here, but uh, Kevin Butcher is 51 years old. He said he's been fishing most of his life. When he went fishing on Sanibel Island recently, he reeled in a fish he had never seen in person before. It reminded me of a character from Pirates of the Caribbean, Butcher said, of a creature, <laughs> of a living of a creature. animal, like like he was an actor on the in the in the movie. Uh, prehistoric also came to mind when Butcher, who is from Minnesota, laid his eyes on the. Small tooth sawfish he hooked on September 9th with his pen fishing rod and pen 5500 six reel. He said he was fishing on the beach near West Gulf Drive, just down from where the Shalimar Cottages and Hotel stood before Hurricane Ian. This is another climate change story, as you can tell, from my mm-hmm. perspective. Butcher said catching the unusual looking fish was a process, taking him more than half an hour to finally see what was on the other end of his line. He used to cut whiting for bait um the initial hit came at 12 45 p.m the giant fish was finally on the beach at busher's feet by 1 26 p.m kevin butcher says he had to fight the small sawtooth for more than half an hour before he got a chance to see the unusual fish and i will show you the picture kathy is a small <gasps> small sawtooth fish uh it looks kind of like a shark or a dinosaur because he has a very long oh my pointed nose it has little teeth on them and um, something that's kind of fascinating about it, you can see the preview of the next uh, headline I'm looking at here. Something that's interesting about this sawtooth is there's a big history of sawtooth being caught post-hurricane here in um, the local area. In fact, if I go back to my little library here. Mm. We're going to the library. It is exciting. Yes. I love the library. It's like my favorite place to be. Well, um, my friends all can vouch for that being... God's honest truth. Well, my house is my own personal library, which oh, same. will probably kill me one day, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, hopefully also same. Yeah, just crush my books. I've actually made jokes about books being my mausoleum, like instead of bricks. Like, just, just, just stack them all around me. Yeah. That makes more sense. I mean, who's going to want them? Use the, yeah. I don't have any kids. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A funeral pyre with my books. What's more offensive? <laughs> and 
This will all come across uh, in the podcast because I can. I'm wearing headphones the whole time. I can actually hear myself. So being fixed up. Okay. So here is one of the books. Here is another book. Lies that came true. Okay. So. <clears throat> come back to the microphone. Okay. I think it might be in this book, Lies That Came True, as well as that book. We have a dog. Here, here, I think it is in here. Um, I'll read a little bit of this on the podcast at some point. It's a very old out-of-print book, so I have no problem <laughs> reading as much as I want. But I'm looking for a photo in particular, which would be after, yeah, we're all in chronological order here so founding of the city was after it was where the yacht club was so let's keep moving um and you'll see why i'm pulling this up and why i say it's related to climate change for sure um okay oh yes harney point road our old town where's this So there's a photo of a man, a famous photo that is up in many places around town. This is also a very famous photo of uh, of, uh, of Cape Coral, which is a um, excuse me, a, a man driving a boat car. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, there was three of them uh, extant in Cape Coral. And wow. uh, it's a, it, for anyone at home, it's basically like a 50s Chevy, it looks like, it appears like, but it's actually like a boat. Uh, when we were advertising the city back in the day, we would uh, show these off. Yeah. Wow. So, so actually, it's even on the cover of this other book. <gasps> oh, I love those books. Those yeah. like History of America <laughs> photo books or whatever. Yeah, and there's one. Yeah. They're very good. Yeah. That's, this is, um, this is. The How one. very funny, Brian. Look at this. <laughs> Oh, like the Within same arm's distance, I have the. Oh my uh, God! It is. It's, Route... the, it's the same cover. And yeah, it's uh, this one's Route 66 in um, California. Obviously, it came with us on the moon. Uh, I have quite a few of them. I have one that's about New Mexico State Police, which is pretty fascinating. Anyway, if you're a book nerd, which incredible. clearly, then yeah, you're gonna know the imprint. Oh, You'll wow. know exactly what we're talking I love about. That. Yeah. This is, uh, here's Old Cape Coral. Here's the, the Rosen Brothers. I know Love that it. I saw it. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Love it. I actually kind of want to send you a, a I do love that it. they do cover, like, basically every little tiny town one could imagine. Like, of, like I've seen one for, like, Raton, New Mexico. You know? Like, yes. they're, they're just very impressive. Wow. So I'm very, very glad. Very happy for that imprint. Would, Long may they live. I would buy... If I saw another one of these pretty much anywhere, I would buy a copy of it, like, for real. I would just, let's see. Go to, like, your local chamber of commerce. Oh, I have. I they have, might have. I've bought, like, all eight of the local ones for, for around really here. Like, yeah, I've, I've traveled around a little bit. Well, anyway. So, Brian, I, I too, to you know, this, tooth, is, but, th uh, this is a good segue. Yeah. See, because... There are so many things that are happening in your neck of the woods, my neck of the woods, that are different yet the same. Mm -hmm. So, 
No sawtooth. Here it is. <gasps> Look at the man. Oh, wow. It's huge. It's like three... His whole sawtooth is like as big as him, basically. Yeah. This it's is like a, chest high. A real photo taken wow. maybe 15 miles, not even 10 miles from here, actually. Wow. Yeah. So that was 1950. Wow. Um... Or 1968, in fact. So we still had sawtooth that big. Now, these are an, uh, an ancient sea, uh, species. These are dinosaurs, mm -hmm. essentially. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. anytime we catch them is kind of an event. And um, Wow. Yeah, so the last time someone caught a big one, uh, we weren't even a city. It's pretty fascinating. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Anyway, that was just my so, little, little bit of connection, a little bit of history about Cape Coral. We have saw, sawtooth fish, apparently. So these uh, imprints, these books, localized to all these different places. Let me tell you about very other strange occurrence that happened here, also with wildlife, mm -hmm. here in Santa Fe. Yes. The headline reads, Marty Moose relocated after capture near downtown Santa Fe. Wait, how? A moose? What? Downtown Santa Fe? You're going to see some photos here friend that you're gonna say hey i know where that is okay this is okay crazy so here's the santa fe police department and clearly the department of fish and game and that's a moose. Uh, hoisting a moose onto a like horse trailer i here the poor rocky moose no bullwinkle bullwinkle's the moose right yeah. like he's got his little tongue gagging out like when he's a dog asleep like oh yeah Aww, fully so this... grown bull moose yeah he's so big yeah here's here's like five let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve at least twelve able-bodied individuals uh, fish and game officers, all of them, struggling, struggling to hoist. Yes, clearly you can see their struggling. Hands, their hands yeah, holding the like tarp gripping. are like, oh. yeah, yeah. They are struggling to get the moose up here. These are folks who are, you know, New Mexico, New Mexico fish and game folks are no joke. Yeah, really, they're, they're out there. They like that job. Yeah, yeah. I've met a couple that. of those people before. They do like that yeah. job a lot. Like being outdoors all day, mostly. There they got him in there. Got the poor guy in there. After a tour through northern New Mexico that likely lasted more than a year, a much-sighted moose was captured Tuesday in Santa Fe and relocated to an area near the Colorado border. Wait. The local... Yeah, continue. Yes. I'm sorry. No, it, it's much-sighted. So was there, like, previous yes. stories? Okay. <laughs> Oh, they are. He's about to give you a rundown. With him. Okay, yeah, please. The local legend <laughs> made it to within blocks of the Santa Fe Plaza. Oh my God, how? <laughs> Staff from the State Department of Game and Fish captured the moose Tuesday in the Rosario Hill neighborhood near downtown Santa Fe. At, okay, so if you don't know where that is, uh, that uh, you're about to see a photo of it, but you know, like when you take. You're on Paseo, and you're by the Masonic Temple, north of the uh, uh, post office. There's the old Taos Highway. 
And as you start to go up north, up the Los Taos Highway, there's neighborhoods on either side, kind of. I say neighborhoods because they're kind of recessed a little into the brush. You can't really see them all too well. Um, So that's kind of in that area. Uh, After an examination by a wildlife veterinarian, official said the bull moose, or male, was released in a suitable habitat in northern New Mexico. Department spokesman Ryan Dar said officials suspect the moose that ventured into the Santa Fe neighborhood. Kathy, that's the empty lot behind my house. That's exactly, that's right, yes. I used to live there. Like, that is literally the only patch of open grass in downtown Santa Fe is that lot behind my house. Holy shit. (laughs) That box there, that box with the wood on top of it is, um, they use it for firewood, the people behind there. Yeah, that's, Mm -hmm. okay, that's fucking crazy. Wow. Holy shit. They suspect the moose ventured into that ventured into the Santa Fe neighborhood. It's the same one spotted in Mora in the summer of 2022 and again Wait, near Ski Santa Fe in January. Eat? How can they have a source? They're gigantic. Or he was a little skinny no looking, idea. so maybe he didn't have the best of food. But I'm just trying and, to think And mind you, skinny and they were struggling. Yeah. The moose which might have also been the one spotted at Taos County in the fall, was seen by several people in Tesuke in recent days. We'll play this video here in a moment. This is this Santa is my Fe story is we- the <laughs> farthest south that officials have seen a moose in New Mexico. And I have to assume in, well, they would have stated if it was in general, but where more south? I've never even heard of That's- a moose in Kansas. Much less well, New Mexico. Well, I mean, Colorado. They're going to oh, come they, south. That's true. That's true. But Colorado. this is the farthest south in New Mexico. Taos makes sense. It's up north by the border. Wow. Santa Fe is coming further and further south. You know what I think? Hmm. You know what I, what I really think it is? What's that? It was the fires in Canada. Oh, the air quality told them and to they must move have, away. They must have. A bunch of that, a bunch of moose must have just said "fuck it" it wasn't and just, just that moose. like booked yeah. it, right? It wasn't just that, moose, right? We probably saw they're probably not the same moose, right? We probably right. so like maybe a couple of these are the same moose. So like the one in Ski Santa Fe coming down to your old neighborhood, that makes sense. But that this is also the one that was seen in Taos, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, it could. Okay, yeah, it's been long enough. But you know what actually makes more sense? That it's a different moose. And that instead, yes. lots of moose have come down south, fleeing shitty fires, shitty, like, sh- you know, shitty feeding situations. Because yeah. if everything burnt down, it's going to be a minute till it all grows back. Yeah, or whatever it is oh, the fuck they eat. Yeah. Right? And then in that chaos, they probably were like, they probably just started running, right? Like, isn't that what people did in 9-11? They were like, I just started running. I didn't know where I was going. I just knew away, right? Right. That's probably all they knew. This, that's like their 9-11. Yeah, if they see something like that, smell something like that, they know Could it's you a mega... And, they yeah. do know it's a mega wildfire. They've, they've experienced wildfires at mm. some point in their life, you know, before, you know, however old it takes to but become that But I'm sure it's big. probably, like, fucking bigger than anything they've ever yes. seen. Yes, and that's that's it. So they, they detect that kind of thing, and they're like, yeah, like you said, not, it's their Bug 9-11. It. 
and they're like, let's they book just, it. And now they're now they're here, yeah. and they're like eating green chili. <laughs> I hope they become raccoons over here. But I do to like your that. Point, uh, yeah. uh, it is global warming. As soon as I saw that sentence, I thought what you thought about the sawtooth, mm-hmm. right? Why is it coming up here? It's not supposed to be coming up this up, you know, from the depths or whatever. Yeah. Okay, it's... so here's where it gets lighthearted. Here's a okay. Yeah. Here's where record scratch. Yes. Santa Fe. So we go from climate crisis, which would have been an amazing segue. Residents named the animal Marty on social media, posting sightings in recent days on a Facebook group called Where's Marty Moose? <laughs> One person wrote in a post, Marty had made his way south to investigate the aroma from the roasting green chilies. Yeah, like I saw that line and I was like, oh, it's OK. Everyone's fine. Dar said the moose likely wandered down from Colorado in search of a mate. Okay. They searched far and wide, he said. This one searched farther and wider than most. Marty stood in the area and surprising, Dar said, because moose op- often prefer wetland <laughs> environments. Oh. Though no known established moose population. There are no known established moose populations in Mexico, Dar said, though there have been at least 12 sightings in the state in the last decade. Prior okay. to that, the department did not keep, <clears throat> quote, great records of moose sightings. I like how said. it's, quote, great records. They could have just said didn't keep great Like, that's what they said. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's like, that's that's their own. We don't we don't want to sound They're like we're They're admitting it, yeah. He admitted <laughs> The moose, known as Marty, is four or five years old, Dar said, and he weighs an estimated... 1,000 pounds. I love that they didn't keep great records of moose. That's telling me, like, oh, I could start poaching moose. Yeah, there are. Yeah, exactly, because they're, they're not. No one's keeping track if they're here or not. So if you see one, I'm just fire have away. I'm going to moose in the back of my Volvo, and I'm going to get pulled over. And, I'll be, and they're going to be like, what moose? And you're going to be like, I got this from Colorado. And they're like, ah, get out of here. You're fine, okay. kid. Keep it. Kick rocks. What are you going to do? Lift it out of my car. What are you going to do, make me legally responsible for protecting it in the state of New Mexico? No. (laughs) (laughs) We don't keep great records of them here, so ultimately there's nothing I can do. On your way. On your way, ma'am. The moose known as Marty is four or five years old, and he weighs an estimated 1,000. Hey, he's about 1,000. About 1,000. We took a look at him. We do have giant scales for big animals somewhere, but we didn't decide. I'm imagining him lifting up moose like it's like a bag of vegetables. Yeah, they could weigh him. Yeah, they should have weighed him. They could have weighed the semi. That truck they put him on, they could have pulled up to like a way station, empty and then full. Yes, and like, exactly like garbage how at the much does he weigh? That's not newsworthy. I would, if I were the reporter, I'd have been like, "Come <laughs> on, guys, for twenty bucks." They, they took him to the dump to Let's get weighed. Let's just go over the yard. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the empty load in this trailer? Okay, it looks like it's about a thousand pounds. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. No one writes a story on that and taking a moose to the yeah, dump. <laughs> I'm That's here live. An unobserved, <laughs> un- un- unobserved world. Things happening every day. People catching sawtooth. See, what do you what do you need David Burns' true stories for? You can just write them in your own head while you read the news read the newspaper. 
<laughs> Department of Game and Fish staff arrived on Rosario Boulevard on Tuesday morning after receiving reports the moose was in a field surrounded by houses and condominiums. Yep. Mm -hmm. They successfully tranquilized the animal. Here comes some more cool photos. Yeah. Uh, and loaded him into a vehicle for transport to a wildlife vet. Oh, that's him being released. Okay. Mm -hmm. A news release from the department Tuesday afternoon stated the met the moose had been released into the wild. He's in a nice field up north on a farm. And he's free to come back to New Mexico if he likes, ultimately. It was, just... it was released in an area where moose do not currently occur, but closer to adjacent populations <laughs> just, in like southern The article Colorado. just covered how they're not supposed to be in the state. <laughs> <laughs> Where this will hopefully find a happy ending to his long journey, the mm -hmm. release date. Yeah. Small crowd gathered Tuesday morning on Rosario Boulevard with many onlookers standing phone in hand, oh. hoping to catch a glimpse of the antlered animal. I like that. Police and, game, police and game officials blocked off two entrances to the field, holding onlookers back at the road. The moose seemed to have no real fear of people, Dar said, although there is plenty of reason for people to keep their distance. Moose are known to be aggressive, he mm. said, and they can cause serious injury or death if they headbutt or trample a person. Yeah, this uh, the photographer who took this particular photo seems to have put himself in danger. In quite a bit of danger. <laughs> it's courtesy of the NM Game and Fish Department, though. <laughs> oh, okay. They had tools. They're covered by our insurance. <laughs> tranquilizer After official shot yeah. moose with a tranquilizer dart, he stumbled across a hill, providing spectators with a full view of the rear site. Okay. Two state game officials stood ready with a tarp ready to block an exit should he have tried to make a break for it. Resident Nancy Granger said she watched the moose grazing and resting in the field for most of the morning from the second story of her condo. It was the first time she or her husband, Hugh, had ever seen a moose. It didn't take long to spot him because he was in the same spot where the mule deer hang out, adding the moose's much smaller relatives raised their young in the small patch of wilderness. Granger said the empty lot, owned by another resident, regularly hosts a variety of wildlife. She has known the plot to attract bears, bobcats, kestrels, mule deer, and decades ago, a wow. mountain lion. But a moose? That's a first. For Santa Fe, this is quite unique. At least he didn't come around during Zobra. Can you imagine? <laughs> I like the local comments. <clears throat> Glad the story had a happy ending where he was released basically really far away. Yeah. He okay, will... next comment says... <laughs> I'll let Kathy read this one. He will be moose. <laughs> Thank you, uh, commenter. Mm -hmm. Does Rocky get to go too? Wow, he was just a bit late for Zozobra, and of course, roasting green chili smell has to travel thousands, hundreds of moose miles. Wow. This is, um, oh. <sighs> yeah. Well, now New Mexico has a moose, technically. We released him in northern, 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 northern New Mexico. Um,. I love that story. That's great. <laughs> I thank you for sharing that. And it's also kind of crazy oh, that I have he was another... like spotted and tranked out in the lot behind. I forgot to list. share another another rare thing. <laughs> With the death of New Mexico's former governor Bill Richardson. Yes, I heard about that. Who had a rare sighting. Oh, we buddy. Clinton in New Mexico since Jeffrey Epstein's was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> hey, -o. No, that's a fact, I bet. 
it may very well be. I will not fact check it. Yes, we... I will simply say parody. Yes, we're, we're or joke. Oh, I have no no verifiable we... way. Please, <laughs> I had nothing to do with Whitewater. Can we um, can we like start making the claim? And we don't even have to do parody or redacting. Can we just be like, we're so dumb, you can't believe the things that we say. Can we just blanket everything? Yeah, yeah, we're dummies exactly. and we don't really. Yeah, we're extremely yeah, yeah. intelligent, but ultimately. But ultimately, I mean, how many times do I have to say it? I'm complete. I, I mean, I, I, I believe myself to be stupid, you know? Yeah, when it comes down to it, we're not uh, writing um, that I know. We're not writing, like, uh I mean, who knows? Policy. Well, we need... Oh, wait, I hear a microphone rubbing. Oh, it's this. <gasps> maybe? There it is. Yeah, maybe. There it goes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Did it stop? <gasps> oh, oh, it still happened. It was the newspaper oh, on the laptop. Oh, it was the newspaper. Which it's okay. Which we're good with. Now we just figured it was. What's important is that we figured it out. And no one at home knew oh. what it was, which is also good. You know, you know what happened to me the other day? What's that? So, I admit that when I am at work, I cannot like, which is to say, even when I'm working for home, of course, I cannot game at the same time provides my attention Mm. right i can however watch reruns of stupid shit so i do do that Mm -hmm. and so with a law and order box set i have been watching all of the season three lenny briscoe introduction episodes when he first joins the squad yes that's right because he joins after paul sorvino takes the bullet right so uh very important episodes i started watching them and uh, popped them into the player disc player of the of the PlayStation, and sat down, started working, answering email, pausing every once in a while to laugh at a Lenny Briscoe one-liner. <laughs> when I realized that I could hear the sound of the disc turning, and it was loud. It was a lot louder than it should have been. Uh huh. And I was like, hmm. Anyway, when husband gets home, I go, did you notice that's kind of loud? I'm like, or is it just me? Am I just like, or am I insane? Or is this like a Chinese water torture? Was it because I was home all day that it like adds the beating of that hideous heart that it just became unbearable to mm-hmm. me? So I had to like check in, right? Right. And he's like, no, you're not wrong. It's totally loud. And he goes, but I looked it up. And apparently it's this common problem that when you stand it upright, that we put it up wise, not sidewise. And and I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, so I immediately started imagining like all of the like calculus and trigonometry required. Like, what if I did lay it down? Right. So, because the noise bothered me that much. And And so as I go over there and I like start like just, hmm, let me, let me think. I move. I have a I have one of those Luxo Pixar uh lamps. Oh wow, cool. Clamps to my mine's a clamp, not a stand, but I, I have I do have one of those uh like architect lamps. And I have it clamped to my desk. And as soon as I move it out of the way, I realize that the springs that are holding the lamp upright were had stopped vibrating and that was the noise that was creating it oh wow 
And so it wasn't the disk drive. It was that the disk drive was just the right frequency to start the vibration of the lamp moving. And it amplified it like a tuning fork. That's incredible. (laughs) So all I did was move the lamp over an inch and the problem has been solved. And I didn't have to move the PlayStation at all. And so all that as a way of saying sometimes like my neuroses Mm. right teach me valuable lessons no yeah you know yeah no i feel you and that's actually that's really funny that it actually worked out that way um huh yeah there's no way i would have been able to lay it down space-wise i would have needed to move the television a little too far forward on the table too close to the edge for my comfort yeah well and then putting it in front of the television that wouldn't have worked for me either and then putting it underneath the television well there's already some stuff there and i would have to move the printer yeah it just it, it would create this domino effect of now i have to rearrange lots of things and instead all i had to do was move the clampable lamp one inch like to the left or whatever yeah there's definitely a metaphor in there yeah that's exactly what i mean right like my neuroses i think is trying to teach me something here i just have to like a tuning fork yeah i think just pick up on it so that that's uh that's my uh that's my mental health awareness lesson for the day (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you for giving me that story. Um, I I noticed recently that the... (laughs) Hold on, I'm going to get to this. The funny thing was, the whole time I thought, up to the end, I thought you were going to say that you had found that the um, vertical stand was also the horizontal stand. It, like, twists, and then it, like, sits perfectly underneath it to, like, hold it. Oh, wow, well, that's horizontal. cool, too. It looks like it might need feet or something, but, yeah, you just kind of, like, turn the stand, and it sits, like, flush. It's kind of cool. I will give it to Ikea for making that <laughs> lives, like, better. You know, just can I... It was... and Something that's interesting about the PlayStation also, it was made to cool vertically. Um, it can sit horizontally, but it was designed for the airflow and everything to sit vertically. So, like... <laughs> I mean, you can put it horizontally, but, like, I don't know. It's a space saver. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, I just... Yeah, so many so many lessons there. Hmm. I know, I'm definitely... Um, when I listen to that uh, back, I'm definitely going to gain something even more from that, I'm sure. I probably will not. Okay. I probably... You know what I'm going to do in, like, two weeks? Uh-huh. I'm probably going to be like, why do I move the lamp? move it back (laughs) no i do that all the time like when i make small adjustments for my comfort and i'll I'll move things and i'll completely forget about like oh yeah that was the reason why i put the rug over here whatever i feel like i want to put like a photoshop layer lock on it like no stay here (laughs) like don't that is a really really funny idea of like um i'll just i mean i struggle with that too the, the ocd thing of like just ignore these things 
don't, <laughs> yeah, we don't, we just, don't have just to. Leave this they're fine. They're fine sitting there. On this don't need to rearrange them. Or, in fact, you know, what is there is fine. Don't need to, like, none of this needs to be thrown out. It's all acceptable to be here. I'll so, say, I'll say to myself, when... press the control L or whatever, Apple L, to lock that link. Yeah, so, so with the death of Twitter and, and still the, the kind of, like, nascent bubbling of the blue sky... Yeah, very nascent. Uh, some, sometimes I find myself wanting uh, just just good old message board style riffing, you know? Yeah. So I find myself going to Reddit for, like, the home improvement sites. Okay. Or the, like, sewing and quilting. And because, like, they'll be, like, because it's wholesome. And, and, that's, and I, I want to emphasize this. Strictly right? observational I, or are you participating? Uh, mostly observational okay. like uh, sometimes like someone will be like why is my thread lock thing on my sewing machine doing that sometimes i'm mm -hmm. like hey i know the answer <laughs> i don't usually but sometimes i do and I feel pretty proud of myself not gonna lie you know or sometimes they'll say i'm having you know again the home improvement site sometimes they're like I how do you get tomato stains out of a persian rug you know like whatever no, I like that. So I like that it's wholesome. I like that it's like completely random. You'll go from how do I get stains out of a rug to how's my deck look? Like you know, like yeah. So yeah. that I like. Okay, so uh recently I saw a post of someone who replaced like some flooring in a corner and now their floorboards were a little uneven. And they were like, how do I fix this? Oh. And people were like, why can't you just live with it? And I was like, oh, I know why that person can't live with it. I'm like, they have the disease I have. I'm like, that would and they came make to me want to put it. a bullet. Yeah, they, and, I was, and so <laughs> I, I read down a little bit. And someone was like, oh, here's what you just got to do. You just got to take like some like square decorative blocks and just like smash them on there on the end. Now the like door ends will now look like cool decorative pillars. And I was like, oh, genius. Look at this person. You don't have to like putz with like, like it was like the shortcut. It was like cutting the Gordian knot, you cover up the problem in a really nice, <laughs> yeah. clean, decorative way and not have to actually worry about filling in the crack or taking the whole thing off and redo. I was like, this person's genius. And that too was a lesson. Right? Like. Yeah. No. Uh, how do I? How how do we not let our OCD control our lives? How how? Because we we have to overcome this. Yes. We have to do it for the good of ourselves and for the good of those around us. It's this has to be tiresome to them, right? Yeah, and I I've been thinking a lot about like even identifying like what it is in my life that is like affected by that recently. It wasn't even trying to. I was reading something. What was it? I was reading. Uh, not a profile yeah i guess it was like a profile of like what maria bamford's up to lately and in there it was talking about her writing about herself and the topic she had written about and i was like oh yeah that's interesting like i guess a lot of the stuff that she deals with would be covered under the umbrella of of ocd um hmm. and i was kind of thinking about like the stand-up set that I saw her do, which I don't really watch stand-up, but I remember that set from the yeah. festival, or one of them I saw. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, that's really like really like what she's dealing with. Hmm. 
Have you seen any of her other uh, like stand-up specials? Back in the day when she was in the era when she was doing the Comedians of Comedy tour, when she was with a few of those other Comedy Central comedians, I watched like all of that show. So I kind of, but I can't remember any of her specific jokes other than you know she talks about her mental health a lot, um, but okay. she did also when she performed in Santa Fe for us, and I remember her the even then and when i saw her when she performed for us she has a style of comedy that is like performing at her own expense is like how it appears at least and i remember like from what i heard you know i I won't give the specifics because i don't think that would be great but like she does prepare before the show in a way that is very specifically like costing her some of her sanity is how i'll put it Mm. um and I don't think a doctor would advise it, but it's pretty, it's, it's you know, uh, okay. I, I would, if I had a loved one and they were telling me what they were doing to prepare for a show and included the steps that she was doing, I would be like, no, let's, <laughs> let's not do that. But um, I don't know. She travels with like her partner or whatever, and they keep an eye hmm. on her and stuff like that. So and that, that it goes into her comedy bits. But yeah, she's, she's an interesting person mm-hmm. from what, I, mm-hmm. what I, I have encountered. But I know I haven't seen probably her most famous material, I assume. I've seen a few. But so, like, I mean, I, I, I couldn't say I'm, like, a super fan or anything. Yeah. I, I've only seen, like, little bits here Same. and there and, like, uh, appearances on this show or that show. And been like, oh, that's hilarious as hell. We hired know? her because the name was recognizable and the price was right, ultimately. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. So, um, <sighs> I um, I I I think that there's a lot to be gained from trying to send a message, a positive message or a constructive message about mental health through comedy, because I think a lot of people who struggle with mental health at one level or another find themselves in this kind of venue, not the literal venue, although mm-hmm. literally at some point, yes, the comedy venue, but like looking at stand up and looking at like, Oh, these people are miserable and making something with their lives, which I think is the wrong message to take away from it. And that's well, it's a mess. It's a message you can't take away from. It. I shouldn't judge, I guess, but, um, no, it, I, I mean, I feel like, uh, I feel like we got to inject what? that world with, when I think of like my friends as a whole, mm. and and you have had the privilege of meeting quite a few of them. Uh, yeah, thank you. They, they've they've all been, uh, they're all I, I believe all, you included. All my friends are 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 smart, brilliant, capable individuals. Some of them even thank listen you. to this show, <laughs> which defies logic. But here yes, we go. All six to fifteen of you every week. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and certainly some have told me more than others, but I think suffice it to say, like, uh, I think like the darkest bits of comedy actually come from some of the deepest kind of pains of trauma that folks have experienced, right? The death of a loved one in some uh, unexpected or sudden way. Even. It doesn't even have to be unnatural. You know, it could be a heart attack. Right. But if if it's like sudden, it can be pretty traumatic, depending on who that individual was to that person. Right. I mean, that's just a very generic example. Right. Of course, I'm not going to say anything too specific, but um, I guess to the point. Right. Like. uh, The humor becomes a way of coping. 
it becomes a way because i think at some point too when you're grieving whatever it is that you're grieving you're kind of tired of grieving after some point yes and you're looking for some kind of like cathartic release that's not that so what what's the what's the funniest you know thing to do besides like you know uh you know if a coworker is like oh so how was your vacation duh you enjoy your t- long weekend and then you're like i was at my father's funeral yeah. you know like and uh, unexpectedly it's kind of funny despite it not it's it's like anti-comedy right it, it doesn't yeah it's not actually funny but it's kind of funny <laughs> maybe that's what we celebrate uh anti-comedy then or comedy as a cure for um well, because it, it's it's a uh, it's it's finding it, the I think the part of the anti comedy too isn't just that it doesn't do anything; it's that it's finding humor in the awkwardness, right? Yes. It's finding humor in something that's not supposed to be funny, and I think that's why people think the prank that like random TikTok pranks are funny. It's yeah. like, that's not funny. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it's huh. it's the. Uh, I think also like the context of these things is different, right? Like I'm not going up to random people in the grocery store and being like, "Hey, do you want to hear this funny joke about my dead dad?" Well, yes. You know, if I am <clears throat> to be doing that, they at least you Boy. know they paid a, they paid a ticket and they know there's a two drink minimum. You know. You know, I guess that does change things a little bit. You know, when you're showing up and you are in that mode, you're setting, you've set yourself up for, you knew what you're doing, you know, probably for hours before you got in there. So, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of why I don't think that, like, like, I don't think comedy venues need trigger warnings, right? Because it's like, no, that's, that's. You, you mean do i need to put a trigger warning on the trigger factory like are you are you kidding me it's like yeah like that's like the trigger nursery what are you talking about like it's so true actually yeah you know actually well the funny thing is i found myself um when i was at last at all those like stand-up places you know in hollywood or whatever i don't even really remember um anything that got too too crazy I saw a lot of different comedians too. I saw one now cancel comedian. Who's that motherfucker? Um, Chris Delia. Uh, I was gonna say it's a Louis C.K. Oh no, it was a little later than that. But um, I saw him in Santa Fe too. Both times didn't pay for a ticket, but I ended up seeing him. Uh, and then what's the? I'm trying to think of like no. There's another guy who's like canceled now too. Um, doesn't matter. But but comedian Is it John Mullaney? Because really he was like good. mean to his wife or something? Oh no, I, I don't um I've never seen him. Actually I don't really know but much I'm... I never really consume any of his much of his stuff. Yeah, never. I I I I have heard he's like a wholesome comedian or something. Yeah, I always got a foul taste with him though. Um something. I don't know. I, I feel He like... looks like young Sheldon. Yeah, yeah. Also I'll just go out and say I don't really care. I mean Jim Gaffigan also there's something about and there's this other guy that we actually had at the festival can't even remember his name but there's something about people that go out of their way to be a wholesome comedian because um, like any comedian can be wholesome and could construct an entire set that was strictly wholesome I, I i have a i don't know 
There's something about that that gets me. Also, Jim Gaffigan going out there and being like a wholesome comedian. I don't curse and doing all this shit when he's actually like strictly Catholic is a very odd thing to me. That's the wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm. If I've ever seen one, I'm sorry. Mm. He, he, we know where he sits on many issues just based on his existence. And he tries to get in the groups with all these other people as if they didn't know what he's up to or what his opinions are. I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) fuck you, Jim Gaffigan. You're full of shit. Uh, you try to get on all the programs and shows where people... You, he tries to engender himself to people who wouldn't normally like him if they knew what he was thinking about in his head. And he tries to go and give interviews where he talks about stuff on the fringes and then works his way away from anything that... Any time, any opportunity that people would have to talk to him about his religious background. You know, it's it's... I don't like that. And I feel like just... The reason that I bring that up is because I feel like many comedians actually do that. I feel, I feel like. Oh, wow. We have a Hello. Um, it drives me crazy, comedians. Anyway. <laughs> when I have more constructive thought about it, it gets down to the fact that people use comedy for. They use it as a tool. Like, and not just in um, performance world, the entertainment world where you're paying to have a ticket. It's used, uh, I'm talking about even like, you know, brands adding other brands on Twitter and pretending like that mm-hmm. is, you know, because their bosses like make a funny tweet and like Arby's adds McDonald's and says like, LOL, mm-hmm. roast beef or something like mm-hmm. that, that is quote unquote comedy. And then that is quote unquote, like now that person feels like they're a comedian. Do you see what I'm saying here? Like mm-hmm. you do, like it, it's people have been empowered with this false idea of what comedy is and i think that they basically now most people view comedy like you were saying with the tiktoks as like a marketing tool either self-marketing or Mm -hmm. it's no longer about anything like what we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation like 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 a means to an outlet or anything like that or even like a means to itself right like costello they were just being funny yeah they were trying to make a couple of coins in the black and white era you know like you know but they weren't trying to like have a whole brand no, they're just like, we're two funny guys from the vaudeville era who are now in front of cameras, right? Isn't that kind yeah. of like their story? Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, okay, but how would we define the Abbott and Costello brand? Looking at it today? who? Oh, yeah. How about this? No, you know what? There is an answer to that because someone owns the rights to their work and therefore does actually, they do have a brand today, right? I imagine. No. Well, no, unless, unless they're older than 75 years ago, which they must be, their comedy was crossover into, like, vaudeville stuff, so. Okay, so if I go to the internet and I try abbottandcostello.com. Okay, I was just about to say, it's 1999, and we're going to abbottandcostello.com. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is perfect like cycling feels like it's gonna time out oh no well actually maybe that's a good answer if if yeah right okay because i know okay so let's try dot org (laughs) nothing at dot org i'm gonna Uh, open wikipedia real quick dot net ah dot net dot net oh wikipedia will link to it this is such a great i love this This it'll link back well, the, there is an abbottandcostello.net, 
and the it's it at the at the top is a banner that says here let me show you oh my gosh you'll love how oh, indeed saving, 1999 this is, this is this is definitely i'm saving photos for the uh for the cover now from the wiki this is great Abbott and Costello meet the internet. You should you should Photoshop this. So this is our Zoom heads here. Are you? Uh, oh, you're sharing. Okay, let me screenshot. Oh. Yeah, I think I could probably pull that off. <laughs> this is here, an amazing website. This was probably constructed in 2002. Here, screen cap again, and I'll look this way. It okay, looks like, here. and then you can. Yeah, let me let me try to get my face in there too so I make it easy okay <laughs> it'll be fun and it'll say reality issues meets the internet or something yeah I'm gonna reconstruct uh, this this will be great amazing yeah and it looks like this is a fan page welcome to the official Abbott and Costello website it is our goal to love Abbott and Costello now available on the internet. That's hilarious. This but looks and Lucas totally. Lolo have conquered all the mediums of the 20th century, radio of the 20th century, radio, film, and TV. But I would argue, with current technology, bringing fans from around the world together, Bud and Lou are now available in Abbott and Costello. Meet the internet. Oh wait, look. There's, I just um, wanna. There's a typo. It actually says brining fans from around oh, the world together. This is an actively <laughs> updated website. Excuse me. Bud Abbott's fact. 122nd birthday and afternoon at the movies. Uh, they're being celebrated at the Patterson Museum on Saturday, October 19th, 1 to 4.30 p.m. at 2 Market Street in Patterson, New Jersey, 07505. So, and uh, the 80th anniversary Blu-ray edition is set for a November release just in time for Christmas. The ultimate Abbott Costello. Okay, well, I know what's happening Oh, I now. love fun facts. Here's a fun fact. Mm. Bud Abbott, an avid gun collector, owned <sighs> one of Adolf Hitler's shotguns. And Tom Mix's Pearl handled six shooters in his collection of firearms. That's amazing. So on the menu, well, it says home, questions. info, fan forum, media, videos, and message board. Ooh, message, yeah, yeah. Film, TV, and radio. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's very... Uh, actually, it's like t uh, 99, 2000 style editing. I like that. Active GIFs, wasn't that what they were called? You hover, uh, hover over and it mm -hmm. like, changes or something. Yeah. Ooh videos this is great it's got like it's a vide videography oh desktop wallpapers routines we can get the whole ms word document <sighs> of their routines well who's, who's on, on first, first is... loafing okay. turkey sandwich we can do and this. coffee click click on who's on first we can do this we can do the, the first we can go until it annoys us hold on <laughs> Because I actually want to watch baseball anyway. Can you see my word opening? <laughs> uh, no. Okay, let they don't me, give me that. Reach. Zoom doesn't want me to get that hot, secure layer of information that your Microsoft Word is opening. Okay. There we go. Okay. Let me zoom in a bit. Um... UBA, I'll be C. Okay. Yep. Well, Costello, I'm going to New York with you. You know, Bucky Harris, the Yanks manager, gave me a job for coach for as long as you're on the team. Look, Abbott, if you're the coach, you must know all the players. Right. Certainly do. 
Well, I never met the guy, so you'll have to tell me their names, and then I'll know who's playing on the team. Oh, I'll tell you their names. But, you know, strange as it may seem, they give these ball players nowadays very peculiar names. You mean funny names? Strange names. Pet names, like Dizzy Dean and... His brother Daffy. Daffy Dean. And their French cousin. French? Goofy. Goofy. Goofy Dean. Oh, I see. Well, we have on the bags, we have who's on first, what's on second, and I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find out. I say who's on first, what's on second, and I don't know who's on third. Are you the manager? Yes. You going to be the coach too? Yes. And you don't know the fellow's name? Well, I should. Well, then who is on first? Yes. I mean the fellow's name. Who? The guy on first. Who? The first baseman. Who? The guy playing first base. Who is on first? I'm asking you who's on first. That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yeah. Well, go ahead and tell me. That's it. That's who? Yeah. Look, you got a first base. Certainly. Who's playing first? That's right, yes. When you pay off the first baseman every month, who gets the money? Every dollar of it. And I'm trying to find out, is the fellow's name in first base? Who? The guy that gets the money. That's it, yeah. Who gets the money on first base? He does. Every dollar. Sometimes his wife comes down and collects it. Whose wife? <laughs> yes. What's wrong with that? Look, all I want to know is when you sign up the first baseman, how does he sign his name to the contract? Oh, I'd say he signs it who? The guy. <laughs> who? How does he sign it? That's how he signs it. Who? Yes. All I'm trying to find out. Is what's the guy's name on first base? No, what's on second base? I'm not asking who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. <laughs> well, don't change the players around. I'm not changing nobody. Take it easy, buddy. And now all I'm asking you, who's the guy on first base? That's right. Okay. All right. What's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Oh, he's on third. We're not talking about him. Now let's get back to first. Okay, we can... We can... Now how did I get on third base? <laughs> well, you mentioned his name. Well, you mentioned his name. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens that's what happens <laughs> well this has if been reality the, yeah. <laughs> okay this is reality it goes on for like five more pages now this is comedy everyone hey. <clears throat> hey what's the secret of comedy the secret of comedy is you say everything the third time and then it's funny right you're correct. It's all about timing. <laughs>
Is it the first time, the second time, or the third time? First and second time don't have to be funny, but the third time damn well better be funny. <laughs> it better be funny. <laughs> That's the secret of comedy. You know, if you say it over and over again, it only gets funnier. <laughs> that that's the real secret of comedy. <laughs> so you got to rehearse. Yeah, and that's what we're doing right now. We're rehearsing for the uh, first time that we do a, a real podcast. <laughs> <laughs> One day we just might. two years of practicing at trying to do the real thing. <laughs> I think we're doing a good job. I think we're killing. We're right, killing Kathy. the game. There's only one right, thing that Brian. we haven't talked about today, and that's music. And I want to <gasps> um, define oh, an opening and closing song for this episode since we haven't played them ourselves. Mm. Mm. Oh, I have a thought. Mm. Mm -hmm. Hold on, I'm thinking. I'm glad to see that the episode is still recording. I just wanted to take a look uh -huh. for everyone at home. You're still hearing me and Kathy. Okay, given that we've been making a lot of jokes with who is on being on first, mm -hmm. I would like to uh, suggest a couple of songs here. Okay. Who Let the Dogs Out? <laughs> okay, I think that's extremely appropriate. Who Will Stop the Rain? Uh, and uh, I'm gonna say, oh, who can it be now? That's the real one. Who it should can be. It be now, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think it should be who can it be now at the beginning, mm -hmm. and then who let the dogs out at the end. Okay. Because I think then it, yeah, perfect. Wow. Well, thank you, Kathy. This was a this was a very interesting episode. I really enjoyed the way that we recorded this one. Um, <laughs> it was a delight, it Brian. Was, it was really. I don't know if we've ever just pulled an episode out of the air more than we ever have done this one it was very fun though and i, I can't believe okay. that there was a moose living in the empty lot behind my house that's really fucking with me okay. well if i see marty moose i'll tell him to say hello <laughs> thank you kathy i'll Bye. talk to you very soon Bye. Uh, one zillion dollars the question is who let the dogs out <laughs>
coffee, bash coffee, get back you flee and fast in mongrel. Well, if I am a dog, the party is on. I gotta get my groove on, my mind I'm gone. Do you see the rays coming from my eye? Walking to the prison, did you mind just breaking them down? Me and my white talk, short, drilling, gassy, color, any color but you. I'm taking you, that's why they call me Pitbull. 